five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Man, the gear's 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 man, the
Everybody. I call, come on now. I call you really to those crashes. I call.
J.M. in the A.M. That is a uh, perfect way to wrap up the first segment as we get closer and closer to Yom Yerushalayim. With that Yerushalayim selection from the Kumsitz medley from Yaakov Shweki here at J.M. in the A.M. I know that Kumsitz medley starts with Modani. It can be confusing, though. <laughs> Anyway, Yidel before that with Bar Yochai, Hakol Yoducha done by the Diasperados, led by Avram Rosenblum, of course, from this past Friday's Lagba Omer show. Igiazman, that was Lipa, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this May 6th, day 24 in the month of ER, the year 5781, Tavshin Pei Today is... Day number 39 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 39. That's five weeks and four days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Monday is Yom Yerushalayim. Later today, Rabbi Tarragon is going to join us from Israel. We'll speak about the Mizrahi program for Yom Yerushalayim. They have a whole bunch of stuff going on. A Chagigat Yom Yerushalayim on demand. We'll talk about some of the stuff that... um, will be available at rza.org slash celebrate yy, rza.org slash celebrate yy. Also, uh, don't forget, after our Yom Yerushalayim special on Monday, it's the Atarit Kanim one-hour Yom Yerushalayim special. And um, we learned two days ago, and now I, now I think I have the story straight. Apparently, someone's listening to JM in the AM someone who cares about the Teret Kohanim, and uh, something clicks. As we're discussing the special coming up on Monday, and Yom Yerushalayim around the corner and the amazing work that a Teret Kohanim does, because obviously they are the ones who are strengthening, expanding, and securing uh, the Jewish neighborhoods of Jerusalem. So we're talking about all this, and someone decides to contact a Teret Kohanim and to offer a matching grant of $125,000. So 
we obviously were going to spend uh, we were going to spend you know some time over this week and next Monday reminding everybody about the importance of supporting a turret con in that's obvious and during the special we talked about it but now now <laughs> see yesterday I said wait till an official announcement comes out but apparently anything you donate now at a turret is going to be matched anything you donate I know I have to donate try to do it in the next few minutes but anything you donate now um, at ateratconim.org will be matched up to $125,000. So, you know, we, we're, we're always encouraging people to give, and especially this time of year for ateratconim. They always have their dinner around now during a regular year, and they always have, you know, something special going on for you. I'm usually lying. But now that there's somebody in this audience who feels that they want to uh, encourage giving, let's give. <laughs> let's go to ateratconim.org. And again, anything up to $125,000 is going to be matched, which is pretty amazing, frankly. The whole thing is amazing. The fact that we together have an opportunity to strengthen, secure, and, and expand Jewish neighborhoods in Jerusalem is pretty amazing. If you would have told our grandparents this, they would have probably laughed. I mean, I hate to say it like that. But if you would have gone back some generations and you would tell people that Yerushalayim would look the way it does now and that there's a group like a Tarek Kohanim that's actively securing and and um, expanding and building and you know doing all this to Jewish neighborhoods in Yerushalayim, they'd find it hard to believe. You know, they would find it hard to believe. Anyway. Ateretkonim.org, hit the donate button. Ateretkonim.org, hit the donate button. And hit it often. <laughs> hit it very often. And if you give 180, that's now 360. JM in the AM Thursday. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us at 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. Can't wait till Monday, by the way. There's nothing like, you know, all our specials are amazing. And um, when we gathered together on Lagba Omer, for instance, this past Friday, or Yom Ha'atzmaut, or Tu Bishvat, or any of the days that we have special programming. It's always extra special, but there is something about Yom Yerushalayim on JM and the AM. Mayor Weingarten really makes the show for us. He uh, he brings it to a different level with the actualities of 1967 and all the explanation and the emotion that you hear on these airwaves on Yom Yerushalayim and the music. It's really amazing. So... Mayor Weingarten will join me. It'll be Monday. It'll be the, uh, what is today? Now it's 2021. So it is the 44th. Does that make sense? Or 54th? What are we up to now? <laughs> I can't believe I said 44th when I remember being at the 50th in Yerushalayim. <laughs> That's pretty sad, actually. Uh, yeah, the 50th was in 20, uh, 2017. So now it's uh, four years later. So it's 54 years since the reunification of Jerusalem. Wow. 54, three times high. That's actually a good donation, by the way. I got to tell the Atarat Kohanim folks to toss a 54 in that list of suggested donations. We've got the 50, the 18, the 100, the 180, 360. I got to tell them 54. This is the year. 54th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Now's the time to give $54. Anyway, um, anything you give at tarotconium.org will be matched, so keep that in mind. JM in the AM with a reminder that tomorrow it's the return of the weekly update. Malcolm Holmline will join us about 25 hours from now. 
at the 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. Talk about the events of the week and obviously the horror of last week. We'll go through all of that coming up here at JM in the AM tomorrow morning on this program. And um, yeah, we'll look back at last week, all right. Uh, plus, of course, Harry Rothenberg and um, and Rabbi Yudin on the double Parsha this week and plenty more tomorrow on a Friday at JM and the AM. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon later on will get his uh, assessment of what's going on with the Jewish people over the last couple of weeks. And he'll also remind us about uh, just how much the RZA uh, Mizrahi Religious Zionists of America have prepared uh, to help everybody celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. We'll do all of that uh, coming up later on here at JM and the AM. Here's a Yerushalayim selection done by Baruch Abitan at JM and the AM.
ואתם, בלי אתם, תהיו לי, תהיו לי ממלכת אוי הנהיים, תהיו לי ממלכס כהנים וגור מוי קודוש ואתם תהיו לי ממלכס כהנים וגוי קודוש ממלכס כהנים וגור מוי קודוש ואתם תהיו לי ממלכס כהנים וגור מוי ואתם, ואתם, תהיו לי, תהיו לי, ולכן, אוי הנהי, תהיו לי, תהיו לי, ממלכס, אוי הנהי,
in the AM. That's the uh, Achakelo selection done by the New York Boys Choir. You heard Joey Newcomb in there with Thank You Hashem. I'm Lachis Khan. It was Benny Friedman here at uh, JM in the AM. And Baruch Abitan had Yerushalayim. As we get set for Yom Yerushalayim this coming this coming <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Sunday night, actually. Sunday night and Monday. Monday is our Yom Yushalayim special. Don't forget it. Monday is our Yom Yushalayim special, 6 until 9. A Tarot Kornim special from 9 until 10. All Monday right here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Listener Terry says she just landed in New York. First thing she did, turn on the NSN app. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Day 39 in the counting of the Omer, five weeks and four days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galitzal, Ashaashtayim. Baulpan, Iran Eliakim, Ima Shekore Achshav. Yehuda Gueta, Ben Hatesha Esre, Shanirzach, Bapigua, Betzomet Tapuach, Uvalif Neshaakala, Limnuchot, Birushalayim. Lemala me elef Nadam, Gio Lelavoto, Bedarkoha, Haona. Aveve Lisha, Safadlo. 
יהודה היקר, ניצחת. ניצחת והגעת לקו הסיום, וכל הקומה בנויה לתפארת עם ישראל. שלושה ימים שקירות האלה זעקו, אל תשלח ידך אל הנער, ואל תעשו מאומה. שתצא מהפציעה הקשה, בריא ושלם, אך בורא עולם ברא ובחר בך. כתבתנו בבירה, עשאל פלד, מעדכנת כי הפצוע הנוסף בפיגוע, בניה פרץ בן ה-18, עבר הלילה ניתוח בגבו. מצבו עדיין קשה, אך לא נשקפת סכנה לחייו. האיחוד האירופי פותח את שעריו לישראלים מחוסנים. מדווחת כתבתנו ציון סימפסון גרוסמן. כחלק מהמאמץ להחיות את התיירות באירופה, מדינות האיחוד הוסיפו את ישראל לרשימה מצומצמת של מדינות שתושביה יכולים להגיע ליבשת כתיירים, וכעת ישראלים מחוסנים יוכלו להגיע לנפוש במדינות האיחוד. בכך ישראל הופכת לאחת משמונה מדינות בלבד המורשות לבקר ביבשת ומצטרפת לאוסטרליה וניו זילנד. אישור זה מגיע בצל מאמצים של משרד החוץ לחידוש התיירות בין האיחוד לישראל. עם העברת המנדט ללפיד, בגוש השינוי נמשכים המגעים בניסיון להקים ממשלה. חבר הכנסת אוסאמה סעדי מתעל לא שולל הימנעות בהצבעה על ממשלה בראשות נפתלי בנט. הוא שוחח עם יניר קוזין ביומן הצהריים. תמיכה לא תהיה, אנחנו לא נהיה חברים בממשלה, אנחנו לא נצביע בעד ממשלה שבנט הוא בראש שלה. בנט, אנחנו אמרנו, אנחנו לא מנהלים משא ומתן, אנחנו את המשא ומתן שלנו ננהל אך ורק מול בתוך כך, בשעה זו מכנס ראש הממשלה נתניהו ישיבה דחופה של ראשי מפלגות הגוש שלו. יושב ראש הציונות הדתית בצלאל סמוטריץ' נעדר כיוון שאינו חש בטוב. בית המשפט גזר ארבע שנות מאסר וחצי על אלכסנדר לייבמן, שהורשע בגרימת התאונה הקטלנית בקו האוטובוס 947 לפני כשנה וחצי סמוך לנתב"ג, בה נהרגו ארבעה בני אדם. עם הפרטים כתבנו בן נצר. לייבמן הורשע בהסדר טיעון בארבעה סעיפי גרימת מוות ברשלנות, אחרי שאיבד שליטה על אוטובוס 947 שבו נהג ופגע בתחנה באזור נתב"ג. בתאונה נהרגו ארבעה אנשים ותשעה אחרים נפצעו. השופט ארז נוריאלי כתב כי מדובר בתאונה מחרידה שאפשר היה למנוע, וגזר עליו ארבע שנות מאסר וחצי לצד שלילת רישיון ממושכת. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה ונציב שירות המדינה קבעו כי מזכיר הממשלה, צחי ברוורמן, שמכהן גם כממלא מקום מנכ"ל משרד ראש הממשלה, לא יוכל להמשיך לכהן בשני התפקידים בשל ניגוד עניינים. על פי הסיכום עם ראש הממשלה, ברוורמן ייאלץ לעזוב את אחד התפקידים תוך 30 יום, זאת בעקבות פנייה של התנועה לטוהר המידות. תושבי מודיעין חיים שמונה שנים יותר מתושבי אום אל-פחם. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי, עם נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. תוחלת החיים הממוצעת בישראל כ-83 שנים, הגבוהה ביותר במודיעין 86, הנמוכה באום אל-פחם 79 שנים בלבד. שיעור הפריון הממוצע בישראל שלושה ילדים בדיוק, במודיעין עילית החרדית שיא שבעה ילדים נקודה ארבע. הפערים הגדולים ביותר בשכר בין גברים לנשים הם ברשויות ערביות, הקטנים ביותר ברשויות חרדיות. מזג האוויר היום תחול ירידה בטמפרטורות, אך עדיין יהיה מעט חם מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורכת מוריה אסרף וולברג.
the possibility, laughter and smiles. When I'm with you, I'm soaring high and free. When you're in my world, I believe in me. I look into your eyes and see that I can be stronger, I can be braver, I can be, I can be anything, anything I wanna be. Oh, anything I wanna be. I have the power, I have the courage. I am a hero. Everything I need is inside of me. Is inside of me.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast, A39 in the counting of the Omer. It's from a solo album done by Yerachimiel, begun in the Miami Boys Choir. It's called Anovim, Anovim, I Can Be. That was Yaakov Shweki. Day 39, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today, getting toward the end of the Omer. Believe it or not, Shavuos is a week from Sunday night. Yeah. We've got uh, Mother's Day this coming Sunday, Yom Yushalayim this coming Monday, including our Yom Yushalayim special and the Atarat Koanim Yom Yushalayim special. And then Sunday night, the 16th of May, we start, outside of Israel, a two-day yuntif. And uh, in Israel, obviously, it's a one-day yuntif. So we'll be off the air Monday and Tuesday that week. And... Um, we will take it from there. Always uh, always adhering to the holiday schedule, of course. 50 degrees with sunshine and a high of 66. Clouds tonight, low 49. Partly cloudy Friday, a high 61 degrees. 81 in Yerushalayim. We're at 50 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM. The AM. Give generously to our Tarot Kohanim, not just because it's um, Yom Yerushalayim coming up, but because they have a $125,000 matching grant. $125,000 matching grant, which you can participate in. All you got to do is go to the Atarot Konim website, atarotkonim.org, and um, and just give. Anything you give now will be matched up to $125,000. Pretty cool, pretty amazing, to say the least. Thursday morning, more coming up at JM and the AM. Here's the great Natanel Hirschdick.
Dear, I'm not cold. 
Thursday morning, JM in the AM. That's the uh, Mordechai Shapiro, Miyadir, Vishamru, done by the Canton Etanel Hirschdick. I love him, I love him. Was your Achmiel begun in the Miami Boys Choir here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yom Yerushalayim is uh, Monday. Yom Yerushalayim is Monday. I cannot wait, frankly, for the big Yom Yerushalayim special. This coming Monday, right here at JM in the AM, between 6 and 9 a.m., a Tarot Karnim special will follow. And uh, don't forget, if you give to ataratkonim.org right now, give to ataratkonim.org right now, they have a $125,000 matching grant, a $125,000 matching grant from one of their dedicated donors. Take advantage. Go to ataratkonim.org and give, give, give on this almost era of Yom Yerushalayim. Um... Tomorrow morning, it's the weekly update. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's with us tomorrow, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time, right here at JMA. Make sure to be tuned in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The word Yisod means foundation. It is the conduit through which all the Midos interact with our world. Yisod is also called a Mayun, a wellspring, a Makor, a source. The Yisod is the means by which a person can change the world in which we live and raise it to a higher level. Yisod is a very high level of Kedusha and Tahara, holiness and purity in our daily lives. Yosef HaTzadik is called Tzadik Yisod Olam, when he encountered the greatest personal challenge in life of Eshes Potiphar, he showed tremendous kavura, great might, standing up to the challenges that he was presented. It meant he would be destined for further success. Yosef was not only concerned about himself, but those around him as well. Egypt was going to starve in the famine. Yosef brilliantly masterminded the entire salvation of the Egyptian people. Yosef was able to unite even the Mitzrayim because of the power of his personality. He made the issues of the community his own personal ones. He made the problems of the world his own. How interesting it is that Yosef went through his own personal challenges. His brothers were jealous of him. They wanted to kill him. They threw him into a pit. Afterwards, they sold him to the Orchus Ishmaelim. They sold him to the Arabs. He was a common slave. Then he was thrown into prison after he was framed. There he was languishing away. And finally, he became a Mishnah Lamelech. Yet, he never stopped because of his own personal plight, because of the Tsaras that he had endured. We learned that Yisod corresponds to the sixth day of creation. Adam was created on the sixth day. The Torah tells us that the plants and the bushes from the third day only rose to the surface of the ground, but did not grow. No one had worked the soil, and there had not yet been rain. However, when Adam Harishon, when he was created, he prayed for rain, and the trees and the plants finally began to grow. Yosef was likewise the source of bracha, the yisod, or the conduit, through which all the bountiful blessings came into the world. This is the job of every individual.
to successfully pass through all the nisyonas of life and bring into our world bountiful blessings, brocha in ruchnius and gashmius, spiritually and materially. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M., my thanks to Rabbi Goldwasser. Well, before I introduce Rabbi Tarragon, and uh, we're anxious to speak with him, let me go through the information that we've been provided so far about the uh, Mizrahi RZA, Religious Zionists of America, Yom Yushalayim celebration. They have a, an amazing collection of videos that will be streaming on demand uh, beginning this Sunday morning. Um, remember, Sunday night is Yom Yushalayim, Monday is Yom Yushalayim. First, they have a uh, an incredible lineup in a video presentation entitled Tales of Jerusalem, Rav Doron Peretz, Ivan Rahav Meir, Charlie Harari, Michael Oren, um, Racheli Frankel, Rabbi Krohn, they're all part of it. Tales of Jerusalem, a video dedicated to Yom Yushalayim, 5781. Then there'll be personal divrei bracha from Israel's Prime Minister, Chief Rabbi, and the Mayor of Yushalayim. Uh, there will be a uh, a video on Jerusalem's D-Day when heaven altered the course of history, and obviously that's a reference to the Six-Day War. And there'll be a live stream of the Rikud Galim happening on a Monday morning, meaning for us it'll be Monday morning. Rikud Galim is the big flag celebration that goes on Yom Yushalayim in Yushalayim, and they'll have that on the uh, website. It's all available to you, to us, to everybody at rza.org slash celebrate yy, rza.org slash celebrate why, why? And uh, we'll speak to Rabbi Tarragon about this and other issues as well. I remind you that Rabbi Ruvain and Shani Tarragon are senior educational directors for World Mizrahi, RZA. They've been in this role for five years. I cannot believe it's already five years. Wow. Brought in, of course, by Rav Daron Peretz. They are a powerhouse couple, and today we have the uh, the rabbi side of the powerhouse couple to speak with, both about Yom Yushalayim and about everything that's going on at this point with the Jewish people. Uh, Rabbi Tarragon is somebody who um, is very familiar with Jewish education. His role at Yeshiva Dakotel is one indication of that. He is very familiar with what it's like to live in Israel after all these years after his Aliyah. And of course, he's very much in tune with how inspiring a day Lagba Omer is up in Meron. So with that in mind, we can uh, speak to him about his impressions in the aftermath of last week's tragedy. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, an honor, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Nachum, wonderful to be with you. Appreciate that very much. Let's start with what uh, with what happened last week. Uh, you have the responsibility not only of um, forming a message to the worldwide community in light of the events, but you have to specifically speak to your students and in some ways, because of the way social media works these days, to the students and parents in general who are uh, in Israel and uh, the students who are in Israel and the parents who are watching from around the world, what was your message to the students and all of us after the tragedy of Lag Bomer? Well, first of all, obviously it was a terrible tragedy. The death of any Jew is any person, and for sure any Jew, brother or sister of ours, is a tragedy. The sheer number, greatest civilian tragedy in the history of the state of Israel, but also the timing. People going to Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, looking to grow spiritually, 
the Kedusha that was there, and then the flip side, Agvomer is supposed to be the end of our mourning period, and for that day to become mourning itself, really tragic. And especially because there's no external enemy to blame. It really is our own doing, and something we could have and should have prevented and avoided makes it all the more frustrating. Um, the message that I gave to boys and parents, and as you said, in today's world, everyone's connected. And I think the boys and girls learning here for the year connected to this very strongly, those who were there, obviously, and realized that Chas Shalom, it could have been them. And even those not there, when the news came out that there were a number of overseas students who died amongst the victims, the boy from Yeshivat Shalavim, it helped drive home to the boys and girls that it really was something that could have happened to anyone. And the message I gave them was, number one, not to misdirect our focus. Obviously, there are people, maybe people who are negligent and responsible, and it's the government's job to figure that out and bring justice. But that's not the average citizen's place. And people shouldn't look to blame, why did these people go to Mehron in the first place? We should respect each other's traditions. And not to talk about, there was a word used to stampede, which implies that people stepped on each other as opposed to a crowd dynamic where people are pushed into each other. So not to misdirect our focus. Instead, to think about what the lessons for us may be. We don't know, of course, God and why he does things, but we're meant to try and reflect on what we can take away. And the two takeaways I suggested to the boys were, number one, we know that the mourning of Sfirat Omer is because of the disrespect shown one to another. And here people died from one another, crushed each other. We need to remind ourselves how sensitive we need to be towards each other. Coming at a time where Israelis can't come together to build a government, it just reminds us of how much we need to work on how we relate to one another. Mm. And the second point I made to them was, we're coming out of a year of separation, and finally we come back together, and this happens. The past year has been a year to reflect on the value of human life and how far we go to protect it. When we come out of COVID, we need to keep thinking along those lines. We need to make sure that we're protecting each other, that we're acting in a way that protects human life. Just from the Torah angle, the Rambam puts Hilchos Shmiros Hanefesh, protecting life, together with Hilchos Rotseach, Alachos of a murderer. Because if we don't protect human life, we're almost as bad as one who takes another's life. Our lives are too valuable and precious. We do meaningful things. Judaism believes in the value of life because we believe that our lives have great value. And we should take away from this. We need to be careful in protecting human life. We need to be careful in how we relate to each other. And most importantly, and this was the conclusion of the message, if we were spared, if we are, have the great gift of life from Hashem and good health, we're reminded that we shouldn't take it for granted, that we should use it well. And anyone who was there and survived, and anyone who wasn't there, but just sees the terrible loss of life, should reflect on how they take more advantage of their own. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon with us from Israel. Can I assume that you had students in Mehron that night? We had students in Mehron that night. And it was a trauma for them. Baruch Hashem, we have a psychologist on staff, Dr. Carl Hachhauser, who's been working with them personally together with the rest of the staff. Um, but uh, it, it, it was a trauma, and I think it's still there with them, especially, as I mentioned, because one of their friends was amongst those who lost their lives. You have now the, um, you have now the task, I guess uh, a lot of people in Yerushalayim have this task, of... Um, 
of experiencing somewhat. I know that it, it, in a way it's a it's a stretch to say this, but I think you'll get my point. On Lagba Omer, obviously, it, tremendous joy turned into tremendous tragedy, and it happened, you know, in an instant, and we understand that. Now, uh, I think you'd agree that the uh, experience of Yom Yerushalayim, especially a year later when things are more open up, and I think you know things are, you know, sort of back to normal for those who are actually, uh, you know, lucky enough to be in Israel right now. Um, now you have the responsibility to uh, to show your students and everyone else the joy of Jerusalem. You'll be going from essentially this uh, terrible week of Shiva, which I believe uh, you know will end Sunday morning for the last victim, and then Sunday night is Yom Yerushalayim. And uh, again, not the entire country doesn't always feel it because it is a Jerusalem day, uh, but in Yerushalayim you feel it uh, to say the least, and you're in the old city of Jerusalem every day. Um, do you? either worry or are you concerned about this next uh, change of character among the Jewish people that now we go from everyone feeling pretty down to hopefully having an international celebration of Jerusalem? A key aspect of Judaism is not allowing disappointment, frustration, and sadness to keep us from celebrating and building life. And we see this in the generations after the Holocaust. They had every reason to give up on life. But the reason we're here today as Jewish communities is because the survivors turned their sadness into something constructive of building life. And you know, at a wedding, we break a glass to remember the Chorban, and it seems out of place because a wedding is the ultimate time of ultimate happiness. Mm -hmm. But the answer is that Judaism knows how to manage contrasting emotions at the same time. And it's the only way to live life in a constructive way. We don't ignore sadness, but we don't allow it to keep us from celebrating all that there is to celebrate. And uh, I'm actually standing here outside Yeshiva Kotel, looking at uh, thousands of people for the first time in a year, walking through Yerushalayim. Each group has their own their school students, their own colored T-shirts, and they're walking through, and it's beautiful to see, because what we celebrate on Yom Yerushalayim is, of course, our relationship with Hashem, symbolized by our returning to the Kotel and to the Makom HaMikdash and the Old City, and that's you know, usually important, and Yesha, you know, Judea and Samaria, so, so that's huge. But there's another aspect, which is our connection with each other. Tehillim describe Yerushalayim as the Ir Shechubra Yachtov, the city that connects together. And on the one hand, it connects us with Hashem, but on the other hand, it connects all Jews with each other. And that famous picture of the paratroopers at the Kotel, I don't know if anyone knows, if everyone knows to appreciate that, it's one Ashkenazic soldier, <laughs> one Sephardic, and one Yemenite. All right. And that's part of it. It was Kibbutznikin and Hezder soldiers, and all kinds of different Jews. And that's why there's a beautiful idea from Rav Moshe Tzvi in area. In 1948, the Haganah tried to retake the old city and failed. In 1967, they succeeded. And he explains that in 1948, they attacked separately. There was the Yagun, there was the Haganah, and technically and, and, and philosophically, you can't take Yerushalayim when you're not fighting as one. In 1967, maybe because we felt so threatened, it was the first time there was a unity government, the people came together. And that's part of what we celebrate, too. We spoke before about Lonagu, Kavod, Zebazel, and Lagbomer, the challenges Israel society has that express itself in being able to form or not form a government. Yom Yerushalayim should be a chance for us to put that aside and appreciate the deep connection we have with each other. And that's the beauty of the celebrations here. You, you mentioned the flag dancing and the coming together at the Kotel and in Yerushalayim. And we should celebrate that. And if 
Mehron and what happened there made us feel uncomfortable with each other. Life lost through interacting with other people, we should celebrate that there's another side, which is what we're building together here in the state of Israel. The same unity you just spoke of in 1967, we're told 6,000 miles away, uh, was on display in Israel. I, I, I would assume you felt that from uh, Jews of all backgrounds uh, when they were focused on the tragedy last week. Yeah, they pointed out that secular Jews in Tel Aviv were giving blood. Uh, it wasn't just the Haredim, and even the Arabs, the Arab cities near Meron, provided for the people who were on their way back. In fact, there was one famous Israeli uh, journalist here who made a comment about how he doesn't feel connected at all to the event and the loss of life there, and it's not his people. The response to that was very sharp and interesting to observe people feeling that, that no matter how different we are from each other, we're brothers and sisters, we're one people, and that we know is one of the core core elements of Judaism, right. Soviet Jewry, Israeli Jewry, American Jewry, Ethiopian Jewry, all Jews are our brothers and sisters, and we have to remind ourselves of that and strengthen those relationships. Rabbi Ruben Tarragon is with us, speaking to us literally from the old city of Jerusalem, right outside Yeshiva Dak Hotel. Uh, well, uh, it's no secret that uh, one of the responsibilities that uh, the Mizrahi worldwide, and certainly RZA, Religious Zionists of America, here on this side of the world, have taken very seriously, especially over the last few years is to make us feel more connected to Aretz, make us feel more connected to the state of Israel, and obviously Yom Yerushalayim is a way, is an avenue to to do just that. Uh, we mentioned, and I'll of course continue to mention, that Sunday and Monday, a, a unique opportunity at the website that I cited um, for people to watch inspiring videos and really wonderful anecdotes and speeches from very well-known personalities about uh, Jerusalem. I know that that you and Mizrahi are responsible for that, and it's uh, it looks like it's a a great program, um, and Yom Yerushalayim in general is, you know, again, an opportunity for everybody around the world to feel more and more connected. Why is, and, and, and I mentioned that you're now there five years, which took me a little bit by surprise. I didn't realize that you're, that you're with Rav Daron Peretz for that long. Um, why is it that over the last few years, Mizrahi as a movement, as a, what some people would call as an organization, has been able to focus more and more on these, um, on these days, like Yom Yerushalayim, and on these issues, you you would think, especially on this side of the world, you would think that most serious Zionists in a religious realm would no longer be here, and therefore that would decrease the interest in 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 turning our attention to the Holy Land. Why, Rabbi Tarragon, does it seem to me, as a witness on the spot in the U.S., that it's just the opposite? It's an excellent question, and I'll, I'll just backtrack to the beginning of your question. Huge amount of credit to Rav Daron Perez and Rav Ari Rakoff, the director of uh, the RZA in America, for their efforts, Rav Daron on the world stage of re-inspiring Mizrahi around the world, and Rav uh, Rakoff in the United States for leading the charge there. And yeah. just mentioning about Yom Yishalayim, before I relate to your question, Yom Atzmud is a day all Jews are familiar with. Right. It's Independence Day. Right. Yom Yishalayim is a finer more nuanced idea, and too often it kind of falls below, beneath the radar, even within Zionist and even within religious Zionist circles. And it's a great split that Mizrahi and the RZA are making sure that this day is appreciated as well. And for those who don't know, there are almost 100 schools and schools who are celebrating together with us on Sunday and Monday wow. with the Mizrahi initiative, and each one's getting the materials that you mentioned, each one in their own way, but part of Am Yisrael together. And the question you asked, 
there shouldn't be any, and there should no longer be a community of Zionists <laughs> around the world. So interestingly, you know, Mizrahi was a huge force in the beginning and mid-20th century, and then as an organization it became less forceful because I think part of the assumption was, and maybe in reality, the leading Zionists moved. Um, as you know, there are many people who identify strongly with the state of Israel, yep. but are still in Chutzlaret. And there's the famous line that American Zionism is when one Jew convinces a second Jew <laughs> to write a check to give to a third Jew to convince a fourth Jew to make Aliyah. Right. Um, but the point is that people are close with Israel, but used to life abroad. And making Aliyah really hinges on flipping a switch in one's mind from being used to your life being wherever you are abroad to turning to seeing your life in Israel. And I think it's moved forward a bit because life in Israel has become easier and easier for overseas people, but it's still a mindset that a lot of people are still in, that my life is in New York, my life is in Chicago, my life is in Los Angeles. That's where we live. And the Baruch Hashem people are able to come learn here in Israel and visit Israel, and I think part of the goal is to be able to connect to it in a stronger way that you can make that transition from Israel being a wonderful place you feel comfortable to Israel being a place for your own future. And uh, some, each, gen, each family has to have a generation that makes this, that transition for the family to start building it in Israel. And days like Yom Atman and Yom Yerushalayim, I think, are days for each family to reflect on how they can try and translate their dream of living in Israel one bit more. I guess it just takes some people a little longer than it takes others. On Sunday and Monday, May 9th and 10th, connect to Yerushalayim with religious Zionist communities around the globe. You can access original educational content and a live feed from Israel of inspiring speakers. The video links are live this coming Sunday. I mentioned that a very, very impressive list of speakers will actually be speaking about Jerusalem. Tales of Jerusalem is the name of that presentation. Jerusalem's D-Day, when heaven altered the course of history, is, of course, a look back at 1967. There'll be greetings online from the Prime Minister, the Mayor of Jerusalem, and the Chief Rabbi of Israel. And as Rabbi Tarragon just said, listen carefully, because I don't know what community, what synagogue, what school wouldn't want their name added to this. Online, there is a list of communities that are already celebrating with Mizrahi Yom Yerushalayim. And uh, if you go to the uh, RZA website, rza.org slash celebrate YY, again, rza.org slash celebrate YY, you'll be able to um, to do the same, to add your name or your organization's name, your school's name, your synagogue's name to all of that. The live stream of the Rikud Galim live from the streets of Yerushalayim, the flag parade, if you will, uh, will take place at rza.org slash celebrate YY on Monday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, this coming Monday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, rza.org slash celebrate YY. Are you getting the impression, Rabbi Tarragon, that it will be full capacity and like a quote-unquote regular year in Yerushalayim on Monday? I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of excitement. People haven't had these mega events in over a year, even though Israel's been opening up. And Yom Yerushalayim is a wonderful day to have it, especially because the key events are outside. As you mentioned, the flag dance, I anticipate there being huge numbers and a tremendous amount of excitement. So those who can be here should enjoy, and those who can't should tune in, as you mentioned, to at least join from a distance. 
And it looks like a, um, you know, as much as every Yom Yerushalayim, I mean, I know when we do our special here, obviously we do a lot of actualities from 1967. Some would say, you know, they're hearing the same thing every year. And obviously for many people it sounds fresh and new the way we present it, thank God. But it looks like that you've you've come up with some unique ways to help people celebrate. I love the live stream idea. I love the look at 1967. People don't remember uh, what Yerushalayim and the Jewish people were going through. Uh, back in 1967 during the war, and getting a cross-section of people, and this might be the key, by the way, to one of your successes with RZA Mizrahi, frankly, the cross-section of people, speakers who uh, are identified with a whole variety of categories of the Jewish people and of the Jewish community coming together to speak about Yerushalayim. I think that's also an indication of Ir Shechubra Layachdav. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's important. Most of us were either not alive or very young when uh, the Six-Day War occurred. And people don't know the story. Yeah. They don't appreciate how miraculous, what great of gift it was, that not only the victory, but Yerushalayim, that nobody thought for a minute was going to be something that would be returned to the Jewish people. That's what this D-Day is about, how surprising it was that suddenly Yerushalayim was returned to us. And about the year Shechobar Layachtov, that's a critical idea. We're too fractured as a people, and we have to figure out ways that we can bring as much as possible from Israel to the table for as many communities around the world as possible. Obviously, we all have our unique hashkafic nuance, but we should try and transcend that in general and for sure for a day like Yom Yerushalayim and coming together. Right, but some of us are often stubborn about our unique hashkafic nuance, and it seems you, through the educational conferences you've done, through the presentations that, you, uh, uh, that you've had in the past, plus, of course, now this is a good example, it, it seems like y- you, you always feel that reaching out and including as many as possible is much, much more important than that uh, myopic, hashkafic nuance. I agree, and I would say it this way. Each one of us should have our way of looking at things and be very strong about that. That's who we are. It's what makes us us. But when we function together as a community, we need to try and step forward with as many people, as many types of people as possible. And as we move towards Shavuot, we're reminded of the programs from last year of Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahar, right. which expressed that idea right. of bringing together people of different hashkafos to sh- emphasize what we share with each other instead of what makes us different. No question about it. Uh, Rabbi Tarragon and I remind everybody, celebrate Yom Yushalayim. You have an amazing way of doing it with RZA Mizrahi, the religious Zionist of America, rza.org slash Celebrate YY, rza.org slash celebrate YY. And Monday morning uh, will be the time to uh, check out their live stream from Yerushalayim, which is, I mean, that, that I guarantee you the shot's going to be filled with a lot of flags, a lot of flags of Jerusalem, a lot of flags of Israel. Um, just another minute, Rabbi Tarragon, because I'm sure plenty of people are curious. Uh, uh, you're at the tail end of the um, uh, school year in Israel. Uh, do things look and feel a lot different in, in Yeshiva Dakotel, in terms of, um, you know, you started the year with a lot of regulations and pods and movement or non-movement of students. Are things a lot more normal now? Oh, for sure. First of all, there are no more pods. So everyone's able to be together with one another. And there's no more need for masks within the Yeshiva where everyone's vaccinated. And, right. and so the Yeshiva feels like... Like a regular year. So, so um, as, as you recruit, the state of Israel still being cautious, but right. things are back to normal. Bar- so, as you yeah. recruit and get ready for the next school year, it, you, you are anticipating that 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 young men will show up in Elul, and it's going to be the way you remember it. 
please God, we're full for next year, please God, and we're hoping that things will be as normal as they are now, if not more. We'll all keep davening that America and Canada and all the countries where the boys come from and all the countries around the world should continue emerging from this and that the state of Israel should continue its good health and uh, hopefully we'll be past this and appreciate what we didn't appreciate before. Amen. We greatly appreciate your thoughts and a happy Yom Yerushalayim to you. Thank you, and to you and all of your listeners, Nachum Yachachach, for all of your work. Much appreciated. Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon, always a delight to speak with him, and uh, you heard all his messages, a lot of messages in there. The most important message right now is I want to make sure that people are focused on Yom Yerushalayim. That is the one that um, that I want to focus on going forward. He had a lot of messages about the immediate past, very important. But I just want to remind everybody that that in addition to us, and we take our role very seriously on Yom Yerushalayim, in addition to us, there are other ways that have been introduced to connect us to Jerusalem and Israel. And the Mizrahi has been an absolute trailblazer in that area. rza.org slash celebrate YY. rza.org slash celebrate YY. Thursday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network and, of course, any beloved NSN app. Ski 
open desert tent history's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load and brighter than the sun you shine Jerusalem you're on my mind you lift my soul you echo the divine that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Oh 
foundation stone The message is you're not alone Jerusalem will keep your dream alive Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Yeah.
J.M. in the A.M. Yismach Moshe, done by Leviathan. Jerusalem is calling. As we get closer to Yom Yerushalayim, that's, of course, Avram Rosenblum and Diaspora. Kolachai had Hashkifa here on a Thursday morning broadcast at J.M. in the A.M. Day 39 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 50 degrees, sunshine high of 66. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dogs, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954. That's a long, that's almost 70 years, wow. And available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. I told you I had the ultimate kiddish last Shabbos. Took one of those A&H salamis and sliced it up. The ones that have been drying out for like six weeks. Oh boy, so delish. Sometimes I'm really, really in the mood for it, and then it's just amazing. And I look back at it with uh, with tremendous satisfaction. Look at this. I'm talking about it a week later. How do you like that? Yom Yushalayim special comes up on Sunday. Don't forget to go to ateretkonim.org, ateretkonim.org. Everything you donate right now to ateretkonim.org is matched by a donor who has pledged a $125,000 match ateretkonim.org. Their special is at 9 a.m. this coming Monday. Our special is at 6 a.m. this coming Monday. So we'll air our special with Mayor Weingarten for Yom Yushalai Monday from 6 to 9. Then we'll air the Ateret Konim special between 9 and 10. And again, go to ateretkonim.org for information about all of this. Um... And Monday, we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim together. Tomorrow, it's the weekly update. Malcolm Holmline will join us, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in when we go through the events of the week. Malcolm Holmline tomorrow here at JMNAM. It's a Friday, after all. Tonight, Mark Zamek with the Erev Shabbos Show. That's right, Mark is back with the Erev Shabbos Show. That starts tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it'll be encored. 3 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time, and 10 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time. All right? So keep that in mind. Throwback Thursday today after the live lunch. Live lunch begins at 11. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life at 10.30 with her favorite music for Yom Yushalayim. Allison Josephs, 10 a.m. with Dr. Rachel Goodman-Espler about this weekend's community mental health Shabbat and more. That's Jew in the City Speaks at 10 a.m. Michael Fragan at 9.30 and Charlie Harari. 9 o'clock this morning, right after JM in the AM. All right. So we've got a uh, whole array of amazing programming. No other way to look at it. Just an entire array of amazing programming. I am proud to say. Um, a reminder from our friends at Art Scroll: always use promo code radio, even now. When there's a 30% off sale, you can get that 30% plus free shipping if you use promo code RADIO. Go to artscroll.com. All Chumash, uh, Navi, um, Halacha sets are all 30% off. But again, anytime you order anything from artscroll.com, always use promo code RADIO. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. You'll say to yourself, what? How did I not know about this? Promo code RADIO gets you such a discount. And free shipping on any amount. I've got to use promo code radio. Um, yeah. Lave Valave, Partners in Torah for Teens and Adults with Special Needs, is looking for male mentors who are friendly, patient, and ready to make a difference. If you want to build a connection and inspire another Jew, 
Learn more by visiting partnersintorah.org slash lave, lave, partnersintorah.org slash L-E-V, L-L-E-V. Again, partnersintorah.org slash L-E-V, L-L-E-V. And you can certainly sign up and do something really important. I want to thank listener Edie for bringing that to my attention. She sent me the link, and I thank her for that. So, uh... Again, we're always recommending partners in Torah in general, but if you go to the website, you can get general, you can get specific information about uh, that program, and you could actually inspire someone tremendously, to say the least. Um, a reminder that our friends at the shopeichlers.com, who were supposed to end the two-day flash sale for your table settings for Shavuos yesterday, they have extended it a day. So you go to shopiclose.com, you can still save at all the table settings in the pre-Shvua sale, the upscale single-use table settings that they made so famous before Pesach. Now, if, I mean, they're always available, but now being pushed because Shavuos is coming up, and you want to make sure to have a beautiful Yom Tov table. Same-day delivery in so many communities and neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey from shopiclose.com. Details on the website. Go take advantage of their incredible sale, which, again, is now is now for real in its last day. And in addition to that, uh, check out the information about same-day delivery and more. All today, right now, at shopiclers.com. Day 39 in the counting of the Omer, JM and the AM. And this comes from Eitan and Shlomo Katz. Yes, I 
This is for you, baby.
למחולי. הפכתם את ביתי למחולי, למחולי. השם אלוקיי לעולם עודקה. השם אלוקיי To say the least, it was one real, incredible, and amazing morning that Friday. Last Friday, like Bo Omer, was a very difficult and important show and a lot of togetherness, unity, brotherhood, and sisterhood. But wrapping it up at about 10.30 in the morning with this selection from the Diasperados was simply amazing. Big thank you again to Avram Rosenblum and company. You brought me up when I was down. Oh, yes, you did. Sunshine on my mind is the 
pretty amazing. Thursday morning, JM and the AM, day 39 in the county of the Omer. A few years ago, you may recall, um, a brave uh, young man started a uh, another type of fundraiser in our community. Uh, they had a basketball fundraiser, and you know a lot of people had been doing that. Three-on-three tournaments, etc., etc., you may recall. Then all of a sudden, a, a young man, Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Merkin, um, somehow, and we'll find out how in a moment, discovered that people in our community like to play ice hockey, <laughs> something I frankly never knew. And now you can go to rccsclassic.org because he's doing this with the um, RCCS Cancer Organization. You can go to rccscancer.org. Excuse me. You can go to rccsclassic.org and get information about their uh, 2021 RCCS Hockey Classic happening in Pennsylvania June 6th and 7th. He is the Director of Organizational Advancement for RCCS, Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Merkin. Welcome back to JM in the AM. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. So thank you for having me. I appreciate that. I think everyone knows I'm a big fan of yours. All right. Um, when did you, I, I know last year there was a pause because of COVID and all that. Thank God you're back. It starts June 6th. When did you first discover that people in the Jewish community have an affinity to playing ice hockey? Um, so what's kind of amazing is that I shared your sentiment. Um, I, I didn't think anybody <laughs> played uh, ice hockey at all. And I, the irony of everything is that, um, I can't even ice skate. So it's just, that's probably the biggest joke of the entire tournament. Um, so when a very close fam- uh, friend of mine, Gabriel Jacobson, uh, presented me with this idea, my first response to him was, Gabe, Jews don't play ice hockey. <laughs> and um, I have never been so wrong in my life. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, really, this year, and you're talking about as you as you had said after a COVID year where we couldn't even, because of uh, because of the pandemic we couldn't even run the event last year. Right. We have 340 players. Wow. And probably 80 80 players from last year didn't even return. So if you can just imagine the amount of interest and the amount of people playing ice hockey in our community, it's it's unbelievable. And by the way, they play with real uniforms and real equipment. And, and I mean, you dress these guys up uh, in the proper gear uh, to have a couple of really amazing days, which I think is really cool. If you look at the photos online, folks, if you're a hockey fan or even a casual hockey fan, you'll see the photos online at RCCS classic.org the uh, the face off the big tournament is known as the Yakovy Stroll Topper Memorial Tournament you can go and uh, check out the website over 340 players already uh, already already in uh, they're approaching 1.8 million we are certainly encouraging everybody out there to um, sponsor a team or a player and and help raise money you can can you still register for this event or it's sold out in terms of players Oh, it's it, we are sold out. Um, uh, it's just number one for logistically, and also number two is there's just no room to put anybody anymore. It, it's um, all twenty teams are really they're full. So uh, if, if someone does have an interest, uh, hopefully they'll be able to jump on next year. But for now, there's uh, no there's no room. It's a Sunday and Monday. What happens? People go out early Sunday morning and and just and literally play hockey for two days straight. 
So it's a little bit different. Normally, when um, normally we run the event, uh, you know, like sort of early spring, so we could still uh, u- utilize Matzah Shabbos. Right. But this year, because of the pandemic and because we really were trying to see how you know how COVID you know would progress, what was the story with the vaccine was, so we had to push it off. So we're in the summer, so we can't use Matzah Shabbos. So this is the first time we're actually going to be doing a Sunday Monday format. Um, and really asking guys to take off uh, a day of work, which, right. again, speaks to the just absolute commitment of hockey players that they're actually willing to take off a day of work to play. Um, but players are going to come down on a Sunday afternoon. They're going to play two games. Um, and then after their two games, we're going to have a epic uh, awards party that we can have for the players, which we have not really been able to do because if we're running games, I must say Shabbos, games end so late. Right. You're in your game at one thirty in the morning. You can't have a party then. Right. So we're going to be able to have a party. Um, we're, we're arranging hotels for the players. And then Monday morning, they're back on the ice for two or three games, depending if the team gets to the championship. So you're talking about f- uh, upwards of five games of hockey in less than 24 hours. Um, it is a marathon, to, to, to put it lightly. Very cool. Sounds like a really cool experience, frankly. And at the same time that they're playing hockey and having a great time, they get to face off against cancer and support the great work of RCCS. So before we talk about RCCS, Rabbi Merkin, uh, essentially, in all seriousness, one can't register now. As you said, it's sold out from that standpoint. All we want right now, all in quotation marks, is for people to sponsor a team or to sponsor a player. Right at this point, we just want to bring everyone's attention that one of the unique ways they have of supporting RCCS is by sponsoring a hockey player or a hockey team. Um, most definitely. Um, the, 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 the tournament does span many, many different communities. So, therefore, it's a very big probability that if your listeners were to go onto the website, they probably would find somebody that they recognize from their community. And it's a great uh. opportunity uh, to support RCCS and also to encourage the, the players in their fundraising efforts. I mean, the amount of money that's been raised in, in the amount of time, especially, again, we're talking about after not even having an event last year, is amazing. And just to give a you know specific shout out to somebody who um, you know who uh, you know who found an, uh, you know a nice ingenious way to give to RCCS and give back to the community, um, a local uh, you know a local business, uh, Jerusalem Express. One of our uh, one of our players is Gabriel Rosenfeld, who opened up the uh, pizza shop. And, you know, in Englewood community just a few months back. And, you know, what he did, he thought, you know, he appreciated the organization and he appreciated the efforts that, that we're doing, and he decided to donate uh, 20% of the proceeds from, you know, a full week of the restaurant to the organization. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we, you know, he benefited because people, you know, uh, visited the store, but the organization benefited as well. Wow. But besides, all the, so it, it, to me, I'm just, like, blown away at the commitment that the players have put into it you're talking about people who are literally fundraising day and night and the numbers show right now one of the teams uh team mbl is is on the cusp of raising oh you know the most money we've ever had a team raise in this <laughs> event so it's just like i'm bl- literally blown away that guys <laughs> are taking their passion for the sport and utilizing it as a way to really impact the patients of this organization. So it's funny. You said that, you know, someone will definitely know somebody on the list and I'm rolling my eyes. And then you mentioned Gabe Rosenfeld, who I know since he's born. And, you know, and sure <laughs> enough, right off the bat, I know somebody. Now I have to make sure to donate to his page. But there are a lot of there names. <laughs> there are a lot of names, a lot of names that I see that I know, and I cannot believe they all play ice hockey. It's pretty funny when you think about it. Uh, Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Merkin is. All right, bottom line, here it is. 
Uh, the website is rccsclassic.org. I want everyone to go to the website and sponsor somebody. You'll find a name that's familiar to you. I think Robbie Merkin is right about that, rccsclassic.org. And also look at the pictures. They're really cool. Secondly, just remind everybody, Rabbi Merkin, what does RCCS do and how well do they do it? Um, RCCS is the medical and financial lifeline for cancer patients. Um, we right now just to just to illustrate this, we actually we're while we're doing uh, the um, the hockey classic, so we're simultaneously running campaigns in in the in the city of Lakewood. Um, every night, there's another meet a parlor meeting in another area to raise money for the organization. And yesterday, a host actually met somebody who was an almana of a patient of our organization. And what she said was is that there is no other organization in her mind that is vital to a family and a patient surviving this horrible ordeal than RCCS. The support that the organization gives, and I want to, and I'm not going to, I guess, let me put it this way. If someone goes to the website and does not sponsor, of course, I'm not encouraging that, but learns more about the organization and they know somebody in their family, in their community that could be helped out by RCCS, the resources that we offer, the medical resources, holding the hands of the patient the entire way from diagnosis to recovery, the financial resources, paying for insurance premiums for those who qualify, giving an out-of-pocket grant of upwards of $4,000, which, by the way, has been increased because of hockey from 2500 to 4000 That means there is a direct impact that hockey is having on the lives of these patients. Wow. We're here to serve. I got to just mention the financial for a second because I, I'm familiar with RCCS and what they do. We've been talking with them on the air for the last 15 years. I know what they do from a financial standpoint, and the financial aspect can be so debilitating can be such an albatross for a family, obviously. I mean, I don't have to tell people what medical expenses are. And when RCCS comes in and gets someone through that process where they can take that worry off the table, I mean, they have enough to worry about without that. So it may sound crass in that, you know, the money aspect is so vital. But think about it, folks. It can be so critical for a family knowing that RCCS is helping them with that and now they can concentrate on all the other things that need concentration on during a cancer episode, so a hundred, a hundred percent. I can't think of anything worse than somebody who has the access to the top medical care that they'll need, but they can't afford the payments, right. and that becomes prohibitive. You got so it. You got Yeah, no, I was going to say you got to research how RCCS does it. It's it's very uh, innovative, very clever, and all legal and on the up and up, and they help people get through the process to make sure that. Uh, Every uh, every T is crossed, every I is dotted, and um, and I think that's one of the reasons, by the way, that people like to contribute to the organization because they understand the return on the investment. You you give 180 bucks down the road collectively, you and the other donors could be saving someone millions, frankly, and could be saving the organization millions. So I think you're people, also people, saving the you know, Malcolm, just one more thing. You're also saving the community millions, right? Because if this patient didn't have the insurance, right. the property, they would be going door to door collecting right. to be able to pay for the surgery or the care. Yeah. So RCCS through through our grants are actually saving the community because we're taking on that financial burden ourselves. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons why people feel there's such a value. Uh, to the contribution, it goes so far. It's not just giving you know 180 bucks to expenses. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's going so much further than that. All right, Rabbi Merkin, it's very simple. Uh, this 
unusual vehicle of a hockey tournament is one of the key ways that people can support the work <laughs> the work of RCCS. All they got to do is go to the website, rccsclassic.org, and um, if they want to learn more about RCCS, they can go to rccscancer.org. But if they want to sponsor someone right now and make this money go a long way, uh, it's rccsclassic.org for the June 6th and 7th event in Pennsylvania. That will feature a whole bunch of people from our community playing hockey for one purpose, to raise money to help families who are going through cancer episodes as we speak. And by the way, you, Rabbi Merkin, shared with me on the phone the other day. We don't, we don't have to go into this now, maybe another time. But you did share with me the number of people who have just contacted RCCS in the last day, in the last week, in the last month for help. The, the list is getting gargantuan at this point. So and yeah, and, no, we, we and it's, need all and, the help and, uh, yeah. and it's international, right? That list is now international, right? A hundred percent. We have a thousand patients actually in our Israel. Uh, Eighteen hundred patients worldwide. If you have, you know, they used to say, if you have a phone, you have a lawyer. Uh, if you have a phone, you really, you really have the key uh, to to making it through this terrible ordeal. Yeah. Um, yeah so please, uh, all, all please, uh, you know, visit the website, come and support. And Malcolm, if I can say one more sure. thing before you let me go, yeah. just to show you what what's amazing, I think, and what's so different about this tournament. Yesterday, we actually got a sponsorship uh, from the National Hockey League. What? Which means we are now what? we are now associated with the NHL. So if you want to know how tremendous the fastest tournament is growing in popularity and connections, I mean we're we're we've had before last year Mike Richter was gonna be part of the tournament. This year Ken Danico from the New Jersey Devils is gonna be part of the tournament. But we have now become a beneficiary of the NHL. They've seen the value in the event, they've seen the value in the organization. And it hopefully will continue to open us doors where then we can take the funds that are coming in and we're able to then give it back to the community. You know what's going to happen now. You know what's going to happen now. Uh-huh. Every one of these players is going to tell their grandchildren they played in the NHL. <laughs> you, know, you, you know that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, and, 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 by, and by the way, who could blame them, frankly? <laughs> I love it. I, I played in a line with Ken Danico. Go look him up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great that you added that component. It's fantastic. RCCSclassic.org. Rabbi Merkin, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Nachum, for the time, and I look forward to keeping in touch. He's Director of Organizational Advancement for RCCS. They do amazing work. I can go through a whole list of people that I've spoken to over the years about the work that RCCS does. They do amazing work, and now they're doing it with a hockey tournament, which is so cool. Yeah, I thought I'd know nobody right off the bat. I know the first guy he mentions. It's so funny. A lot of people in the community playing hockey and now playing hockey for a really good cause. More coming up. It's Thursday. It's JM in the AM.
Yoel Sarabi. Before that, Gershon Varoba. Wrapping things up on a, uh, what is today, Thursday. <laughs> Plenty coming up. Charlie Harari is next. Michael Fragan, Jew in the City, speaks with Allison Josephs. That's live with Miriam L. Wallach. Live lunch, 11 until 1. Um, 1 o'clock for Throwback Thursday, 7 p.m. tonight, and 3 a.m. tomorrow, and 10 a.m. tomorrow. Mark Zomik with the Arab Shabbos show, specifically for this week. Bahar Bechukosai. Tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, will join us tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. Don't forget, if you go to artscroll.com, their set sales until May the 19th. Always use promo code radio. If you want free shipping and the discount, always use promo code radio at theartscroll.com. In this portion of NSN programming, brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Wow, hard to believe that Yom Yerushalayim is Monday. Getting ready for the big special between 6 and 9 at 9 o'clock. It's the Atarit Kohanim one-hour special. Don't forget, Atarit Kohanim has a a donor matcher who is matching everything they collect now up to $125,000. If you want to give to Atarit Kohanim and support the uh, strengthening, support the security, support the expansion of Jewish neighborhoods in Jerusalem, go to ataritkohanim.org, ataritkohanim.org. Everything you give right now is going to be worth double. Simple as that, ataritkohanim.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday. Plenty tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Plenty before that, including the Arab Shabbos show three times starting at 7 p.m. tonight. All of our great Thursday programming coming up starting with Charlie Harari next. Live lunch at 11 o'clock. Just so much happening all day long. No reason to ever touch that. Between now and candle lighting, no reason to ever touch that dial. Keep us on. Keep our network. Keep our app on between now and candle lighting time, and you'll be very, very happy. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.